Daytime Confidential brought to you by TVFanOnline.com, your one-stop source for daytime news, gossip, opinions, and more. Hello, daytime fans. I'm Lisa. And I'm Luke. In this week's episode, we are going to be discussing As the World Turns, Days of Our Lives, The Bold and the Beautiful, A Hot New Couple on General Hospital, and much, much more. Boy, oh boy, Lisa, in addition to having um, a busy week in soaps, we've had a busy week on the podcast. Yesterday we recorded an episode with our primetime blogger, Danielle, to tell us all about Super Soap Weekend. And today we have yet another guest with us, another Lisa actually, but we'll refer to her as Foxy throughout the podcast, who is our Days of Our Lives columnist at Stocking Salem, who writes Stocking Salem, I should say. Welcome to the podcast, Foxy. Hi, guys. Want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been watching Days of Our Lives? Oh, I've been watching for, well, I guess now it's been two years. It's been a heck of a time. I, I started watching just because I, I had nothing better to watch. Because de- <laughs> at the time, General Hospital was just crap. So and other soaps were just boring the hell of me. So I needed something different, and there it was. <laughs> and did it have something a little bit to do with a certain hunk that you have an appreciation for who went to Days of Our Lives? Ah, uh, yes. Little Frankie Brady, as you all know him better on General oh. Hospital as uh, AJ, uh, AJ Quartermain. So hot. I love Billy War- Warlock. He's oh, me so too. Cute. I love <laughs> I'm getting the flutters, flutters, flutters. So what are you going to do now that he's gone? Well, I'm hoping he's going to go back to General Hospital and I can watch that show again, but I don't know. <laughs> but you, the cool thing is I've got a replacement. I've got EJ, and that's all good. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, all of a sudden, we are going to have a, a angel chorus of two Lisas singing about their praises of EJ. Now, why weren't you two singing their praises when they were on All My Children? I did like him then, but you know, when you just pair him with Simone and then Ken, or Kendall, and then Simone, and then just drop his story altogether, it's hard. It's hard well, to see, really root days, for him. Well, on days, they've made him dark, they made him charismatic, they made him mysterious. And they're actually giving him the story, and they're actually focusing exactly. on him. This is, this is his niche. James yeah. Scotch has found it. By when they, when he was on All My and... Children, they just had him you know, more focused about, about Zach, because then it was all about Zach and Kendall, and oh my God, and then his, his story just got totally dropped. It was horrible. Right, and it was kind of, he was kind of whiny and petulant about it, yes. and I put that on the writing. And yeah. now, he's got purpose, he's, yeah. you know, oh, he just... He lights up the screen. Yeah. I really, all my children's really losses, like days where lies is gain. That's all I can yeah. say. Hey, all my children's losing them left and right. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in terms of storylines, what have you thought of him as overall since he's been getting... Have, have you liked the development as the character? Has it been well, something that you're liking where it's going? Or what do you think of these rumors about the fact that he EJ could possibly end up raping Sammy? That I'm not liking, but the rest of it I love. When he first came on, you didn't know what he was, if he was going to be a good guy or a bad guy. And then they slowly brought out the whole Dimera plot about it, which has just made him, oh, so more even resistible. And then the whole point about bringing on this whole story about who's the daddy and Sammy and the rape, I'm like, that just does not make any sense. And it's like, you're setting him up for a really huge fall that he will not be able to recover from. Well, then, how? what did you think of when he beat up Patrick this past week? I know that Lisa particularly enjoyed that scene because it was something oh, yeah. she hadn't seen before. <laughs> it was about time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, I don't I understand the whole, you know, happiness. And Some people just love 
Patrick, and he's so cute and all this, but he's Ugh. a whiny he's bugger. He's a worm. He's, he's whiny. Worm. I well, liked I liked Patrick when he was first on, but I'm not so, as big a fan of his is of him now. The problem is when I first started watching, they're hyping Patrick up so much because he was just got out of the relationship with Jennifer, and then from the island because he saved the people on the island or some nonsense. He was like trying to be. They're trying to set him up as the grand, you know, good guy, and it just didn't work because the whole show has so many good guys, and now they're setting him up as such a bad guy, and he works. He's just a slime ball, and I don't like him now. <laughs> and matching with Hope is just bad overall. Oh, it sucks the chemistry out of any kind of pairing when they put him with anyone. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. Yeah. Well, sucking, speaking of sucking out of things, <laughs> <laughs> considering the fact that word recently broke this past week that J. Kenneth Johnson is returning oh. as Philip, it's obvious that the previous portrayer has, was sucked right out of that role, and... Mm-hmm. It's it should be interesting Maybe to have him back. Did did you were you watching Days of Our Lives when he was on before, or, no, or will no, this be a new I, rendition for you? This will be new, but I heard very good things about him when he was on before. Like everybody said that when Kyle Brandt, the the guy, took over, he just wasn't as good as a, a Philip compared to the original. And then, thank God the original's coming back. So I'm very looking forward to seeing what he can do well, and I see what like all the big the, fuss is. Well, I like the original just fine. Um, mm-hmm. He had the whole. Kiriakis thing down, if that makes yeah. sense. The whole entitled, spoiled, and he mm-hmm. had great chemistry. And with, this time, uh, if you hear the rumors, they're going to make him even badass. He's going to be even meaner than Victor, you know, ever exactly. was. Exactly. And it's going to be very cool. Pull that off. You know what I mean? Well, so. you realize what they're setting up here. They're setting up the younger version of Stefano versus Victor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Sheffer is a the super uh, soap writing superhero. I've said it from when when he was on he's As the World Turns. He's very smart. Yeah, he's smart. He knows where the story's going to go way before we even get to see it, and I love that because he's everything is so planned out, perfect, and you just just on for the ride. And you love the ride. You're not going to hop off because you're bored. You're not going to fast right. forward through any of it. I love it. Days of Our Lives is so lucky to have him. I don't know. I don't know about. I wouldn't necessarily say not fast forward because I've been fast forwarding through a whole lot of bow. There's right oh, now. There is there is no more irritating character on that show right now than Bo, and I never thought that it would be possible to be more irritating than Willow or Chelsea. Oh, <laughs> Billy's up there too, and Bo, yes, and Hope. I'd have to say Hope's up there too. My God, her her scene with uh, with Patrick this week. I'm like, come on, woman, get a backbone. Just tell him to piss off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now don't worry about that, you know, because you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You know why? Because hope has turned into a, um, I don't know, a hypocritical, mm-hmm. um, standoffish, unforgiving, yeah. and yeah. I kind of understand where she's coming from. Being pregnant before, I my emotions were really high and blah blah blah, and she's been lied to and she doesn't know what to believe. You know her, yeah. you know her hormones are going crazy. I get all of that. But, but would you just, believe Bo over Patrick? Oh. Yes, you would, because you have a brain in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, I just it, it pisses me off because she used to be such a strong, independent character who was a cop. She should under she should have the instincts to know that he's not a good guy here. Oh yeah, exactly. She's not using her brain. She's going no. by you know I'm hurt, and it's a little bit of a revenge factor, I think, mm-hmm. because of the whole Billy thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and guess what, chick? You know, unless you see them screwing. Who knows what Chelsea, you know, mm-hmm. may have. Oh, why you know, would you take Chelsea's like... word or any picture? That's just oh, totally ugh. stupid. Didn't she learn the first time during the summer when she was sent those emails from Chelsea? Like, that think? should be clue number one. Hello. 
You would think, you know, I can I can give her a little, like I said before, I can give Hope a little bit of slack, but not much. I mean, come on, yeah. use your head. Yeah. You're supposed to be smart. You're supposed to be, and eat a cookie. I mean, yeah. she's looking like Skeletor. I mean, She's supposed on. to be pregnant. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> she's getting like six pounds. Give me a break. You know? <laughs> it's about as bad as when Kendall was pregnant, too. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> that bump appeared like the last month of the pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> And you can still see the bones in her chest. And I'm uh, like, no, trust yeah. me, I've been pregnant. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but seriously, I know why Hope's getting on my on your nerves because she's getting on mine. And when uh, EJ took off his belt to beat Patrick, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I mean, it was uh, so hot. <laughs> and then he, then he hit him with it, and I went, okay, that's even hotter. <laughs> I know yeah. that's awful and bad and wrong. Yeah. But I just hate Patrick that much. Yep, I just and I it. can't wait till he's gone because they'll be yay. Move on <laughs> to the next thing. All with them. You know, well, I don't like any of them. Right now. You know what's interesting about this is Hope may be stupid right now on screen, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. off screen, Kristen Alfonso is using this whole thing to her advantage because it was mm -hmm. recently announced that she's actually started her own jewelry line. And if anybody's mm -hmm. interested, they can go to hopefaithmiracles.com and actually look at and purchase jewelry that she wears on the show so if she's getting a cut out of that hey it's a little bit of well, side income to pad well, the that's pocket so cool. that's right neat. well she's also designed some of it uh hope faith miracles is um the fleur-de-lis if you you know would know what that is mm -hmm. this you know the the french logo the fleur-de-lis that's kind of her symbol from what mm. i understand and that's what hope faith miracles stands for is the three sections of the fleur-de-lis so basically you'll see hope wear the fleur-de-lis all the time because Kristen Alfonso designs that jewelry. So, yeah, getting a cut out of that, that's pretty nice. Well, and it's free advertising. Talk about product placement. Oh, heck yeah. And <laughs> and at least, and the great thing about that is, is that you take and have it something where it's something that she's actually designed herself. It's not yes. like it is an ABC shop the soaps thing. Shop where, the soaps. Oh, where that takes back. She, where <laughs> ABC just takes and cranks crap out for you to buy mm -hmm. and it has no right. a value where this mm -hmm. is something that she's designed herself and you know that she, as an artist that she's put effort into it i think yeah, it's, it's really pretty. cool it's very pretty i don't know if you've been to the site i have because i'm a shopaholic jewelry person um <laughs> it's very so if you want to send if you want to send lisa jewelry gifts listeners okay. you're more than welcome to i'm sure Christmas she'll is send, coming up. <laughs> exactly my birthday was last month, so you can send me late back birthday presents. It's fine. But, yeah, I, I really think it's very classy. It's very her. So I, I'm glad that she did that. I, I, I hope a part of it goes to charity, though. So, Well, speaking of class or lack thereof. Ah. <laughs> That's a good segue. I'm getting good at this. I'm telling that you, these segues, I'm getting pretty good. Um, so speaking of class or lack thereof, why don't you tell us about the whole rumor on All My Children with Myrtle and Ooh. and Erica Kane? Okay, now this is a rumor, people, please. Giant, giant rumor. That we have started stuff, because I've read this several times on the internet this week. Okay, rumor is... Allegedly. That, allegedly, that the writers of All My Children were going to have Myrtle be a victim of the serial killer... A.K.A. the Satin Stalker, is that right? Satin I think that, what a Days of Our Lives knockoff. That just pisses just me off to no end. Sad. Slasher or I something. just think Whatever. it's sad. It's just sad. But, I mean, you think they would learn. Well, anyways, uh, that Myrtle was going to be one of the victims of this serial killer. Well, rumor is that Susan Lucci heard about it and read the script, put her foot down, threatened to quit if they killed Myrtle, Myrtle in this manner. 
Oh, uh, there crazy. would have there would have been a revolt on that show if that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, if if Myrtle was killed off in a serial killer thing, that'd be like killing Lila. Well, yeah. not even that. I'm going to take a page out of you. Not only that, but. but Susan Lucci walking off the show. Yeah. How, would the, how cool would that have been for her to stand up to her for her friends that way? Well, apparently she actually did way. and got her way. I love it. I Which love shows it. how Good much girl. clout she has backstage, which is and amazing. But class she has. Yes. Yes. I mean, you don't which do I think that. You, what you think about it makes just proves how dysfunctional behind the scenes is if that's what's happening. Yeah, it kind of makes you think what what the you know the feeling is going on. You know what yeah. kind of morale is going on mm-hmm. backstage. Now, and, you know, I didn't think of it that way, but well, I, I am now. And and the rumors and the rumors for all my children just keep coming. I mean, there was a rumor this past week. I mean, well, it's not rumor. It's just people are wondering if Jillian may not be coming back. Then you have the whole Ugh. rumors about the fact that apparently some major character or star is coming back. And it's it's like they have to have all these rumors and returns to cover up the fact that Zarf is bombing. And so our dear Foxy, Days of Our Lives columnist uh-huh. who doesn't watch All My Children often, what do you as an outsider think of Zarf? Um, I just caught him a couple times this week. And the actor is very interesting. The story is absolute crap. What the hell were they thinking? That's all I can say. I don't. I don't think. I don't think interesting is the word that properly describes this storyline. Oh, I don't know. Well, the problem she is said the I, actor was interesting. I don't think that describes it either. <laughs> um, like, can I just say something? I started out as an all my children fan back in '91, so I'm a huge oh, yeah. fan of this show, and I'm just so sick to death of this show turning into absolute crap. It's been years since it was actually on top in in the ratings and good. What the hell happened? Well, that is the million-dollar question. Keep, going. Keep talking. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, people say, some people say that we talk about All My Children too much. I'm with Foxy. You know, it used to be so good. I used to just run to the TV. Yes. You know, wondering what was going to happen. Now, I, I really dread turning it on because I write yeah. the weekly column. And it's it, it's every day. It's like, ugh. It's you know, sad. It's Zach sad. and Kendall and Spike aren't on. I mean, I just want to rip my hair out. It's and pretty much Fox- become the passions of, of the ABC oh. soap. Oh, oh I, I would argue now that this show has possibly slipped below passions in terms oh. of quality. It might Which have. Which is I think you're bad. Right. Well, Foxy had a really good point. The actor playing Zarf does have some kind of he, he's mildly interesting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He he can do what he's, he's very method to do. He yes. is. But you know, them wrapping up every um, stereotype that there possibly can be to this whole Zen glittery vest, I'm better than you, arrogant rock star thing, it's what's going to drive people away. It's not going to be the transcendent. Well, just face it, it's a stunt, and it's a stunt that's not it's working, and it won't work. Cheap stunt at yeah. that. Well, speaking of stunts, we've dis- we had talked about not saying so much bad about All My Children, so we're trying to keep it as positive as possible. <laughs> but one of our dear listeners wrote in, someone by the name of Soap Diva, and I believe you have that email for us. Do, Lisa. I do. Um, Soap Diva, who I adore, um, said this in her email to us. Lisa and Luke, don't feel bad about lowering the bar and bad-mouthing AMC. Here are my top ten reasons you need to continue bad-mouthing AMC. Number ten, getting rid of Dixie's family. If it's true they are missing a goldmine, Kelly Giddish, who plays Di, and Alec Musser, who plays Dale, 
are great, and I love their interactions with the cast. Number nine, David Hayward leaves. What is a soap without a villain? No brainer here. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Julia Barr's departure. Are they insane? Are they trying to kill Pine Valley history? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number seven, this is for you, Luke. I know. I know. Annie and Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep for a moment. Are they still together? Wait, wait. I'm awake. <laughs> this is so great. Number six, Ryan is Emma's father. How far does a sample travel before creating babies anyway? You know, I'm with her. Ryan's like the ace of UK. Did he just spray his sperm everywhere and just inseminate one in in view? I mean, just, oh, it's so bad. Obviously, it travels thousands upon thousands of miles. (laughs) Number five, J, sorry, Babe and JR are fighting again. Come on, people. Is this the new Ridge and Brook of Daytime? Hey, I've said that from day one. I've said it. They're building those two to be the Ridge and Brook. I've said it. I love Babe, but come on. Oh, somebody loves Babe? We're oh, going well, to have to invite her. her yeah, weekend. exactly. We need this explained to us in depth. I think she likes Alexa. I don't know about Well, babe. there's a lot to like about Alexa, but oh, there's Alexa's a lot great. to hate about Babe. All right. Mm-hmm. Alexa's great. She's, she's beautiful and very talented. Number four, deep human issues. Where did they go? Number three, family drama. Where is it? <laughs> I guess Greg Madden took it with him when he was buried. Number two, serial killers. They're killing more than characters. That's it. That's the perfect thing. All my oh. children is being buried alive. That's right. It's like the perfect that. metaphor. I'm falling from the sky. And number one, Zarf and Bianca. There isn't enough room in this email to deal with it. You have covered it well. I was like, oh, yeah, we have. <laughs> Thank you, Soap Diva. We love your emails. Keep them coming. Everyone, please keep your emails coming. We love reading them. We love discussing them. We, we love laughing with you. So and please. You can, and you can send those emails to dc at tvfanonline.com. We are all always interested in hearing your opinions. Oh, yes. And all my children has one hot topic the next week, and the next week it's another soap. Guess which soap it is this week. Oh, I don't know. Come on, guess. Uh, Bold and the Beautiful? Well, okay, I, w- I, w- I was thinking of that. That was the one I was thinking of. Okay, let's discuss that next week. Well, it's going to be even hotter next week. No, so. we, will, we are going to discuss Bold and the Beautiful in depth in another podcast because yeah. we have some things in the work world. Hopefully that, we'll get them all worked out. That's just yeah. heating up. Yes, and Betty White, I'll just say this, Betty White has been freaking amazing. Right. That's, and that's we'll, just and we'll, people. Yeah, and we'll just leave it at that. But yeah. okay. the the hot topic this week that has lit up the TV fan online boards message oh. board is cool. that <laughs> the new hottest couple on General Hospital isn't mm. Carly and Sonny. It isn't Scrubs. It isn't Nem or Num, depending on what you call them. <laughs> it is Milo, Milo and Lulu. I don't know if you, the listeners, have been watching this show, but. Milo and Lulu have been brilliant, and they are the perfect couple. And I haven't had this much fun watching a young couple in terms of chemistry and interest since those fir- those early days with Greenlee and Lu- or Greenlee and Leo when he threw the thing in it, the package and it landed on her. I mean, it's just so much fun to watch. Hmm. I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh come on. Hmm. Come on. I caught a little bit of them this week, but I think they're okay. But I don't know if they're as good as Greenlee and Leo. Well, Come no, on. but they're they're oh. but they're they're as good they're as good as they're as good as Greenlee and Leo were when they first started. They aren't as good as Greenlee and Leo when they were at their zenith, but there is so much potential. Different. 
the thing is they're different on General Hospital, which is nice. They're sort of refreshing. And I think that is a great, great thing because otherwise it's what it's the same stuff. It's like you said, Nem. It's like Sunny and Carly again. Like this is nice and different. Well, and my only concern with this storyline is, as much as I'm enjoying it and as much as I, well, I hope that they really develop it, is he's in the mob. Let's get the guy out of the mob. Exactly. Another thing maybe you can compare him to is Georgie and Dylan. When they first hooked up, it was actually amazing and very refreshing to watch those two. But then look what happened to them. They're sort of dull and lifeless. You know, that is a good example. Yep. That is a good example. Insight from a Days of Our Lives columnist. Wow. Hey, I used to be a General Hospital fan, too. Actually, I used to watch all the soaps except Passions, could you believe, at one time. Oh, because you have a life? What? What happened? Oh, yeah. oh I know. School, I tell you. <laughs> You're not like us. <laughs> well, okay. Here is my point about... I think they're very cute together. I really do. But here's my point. Why does everything have to be tied to the mob? Why? Yes. I'm exactly. so sick of it. You know? But it's just... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just so sick of the mob. I just... I have, I have oh, I'm, I'm sick of the mob, too. And But I think that the great thing about Milo as a character is, A, he's young, which means there's plenty of opportunity for him to get out. B, he's never, ever done things right in the mob. Max has always been making him do, like having to tell him to shape up or do something or whatever. So to me, there's plenty of opportunities for him to have an exit storyline out of it. Oh, I don't know. Aren't you a little scared that he might turn into another Xander where he's always going to be part of it? Exactly. You know, or, what? Well, you know, that's not even the, my part that I hate so much, is that, okay, here we have this mob henchman worshipping her, which is kind of cute. But what about, where's Mac and Robert, you know, mm-hmm. aren't they still around? Uh, what about Leslie, you know, I mean, are there three days <clears throat> a year up that, you know, they can't be shown anymore? I'd much rather well, see Scorpio and, but- and Mac and, and Leslie than... than Milo or whatever. The problem you have with that, though, is that ABC has decided to target a young demographic and go with primarily young storylines. And is in terms of young storylines, I would much rather watch Milo on my screen than watching Maxie go after lucky if i oh, have yeah. if, if i have to choose if i have to choose between georgie and dylan which are as boring as hell now or if i have <laughs> to choose between Maxie going after lucky i would much rather watch something refreshing with like milo with the talented Ju- julie berman and the mm-hmm. actor who plays milo on the show than have to wor- even worry about watching those other ones because it's sad to say but they are systematically destroying dylan Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. They put glasses on him and, and totally turn him insufferable. And it's yeah. too bad because uh, he's not. Dylan's, <coughs> Dylan's cute. Yeah. And suddenly he's not. Suddenly he's, you know, a self-righteous jerk. I mean, no. And now they're turning like him into it. a basic quarter main wannabe. And that's just right. wrong because that's, that's not what he was brought on the show to be. He was supposed no. to be the rebel of the quarter main family. And he's that's the what anti quarter so Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what he was supposed what? to be Ned again. Yeah. Right, and Moore's Ned. That's another one. Uh, who's mm-hmm. Ned? Where? Well, yeah. the thing that I, that's disturbed me the most about this week, I've I kind of enjoyed General Hospital this week, and that's so sad because Scrubs has just made it for me. But here's what's bothered me. Are they laying the groundwork for Jason and Lulu? They better not be. I sort of noticed that, too. Come on, they're not. They're not going to try and go through another... something through that screen. They're not going to try and go through another soily incident where you, they have yeah, Emily and Sonny... 
It's not as bad. Sonny, you can notice the, the years in between. I don't know about Jason and Lulu. It's oh, not I can as tell. Bad. J- Jason is not in the same age group as Oh, God, Lulu. no, but I don't think it's as bad as Soily, though. I don't Jeff, know. What Maybe it's is me. bad as bad? I'd be the one person to say that I actually enjoyed Nicholas and Emily this week. I actually enjoyed I did. I, I, I don't know that I so much enjoyed Nicholas and Emily as much as I enjoyed having Lucky, Elizabeth, Emily, yes. and Nick together. because It was yes. like a happy family group again. Yes, it was and finally. That, yes. Is, that has always been one of the best dynamics of the younger, that age group, is that yeah. the, the foursome dynamic. Oh, they're they, so they great. And mm-hmm. uh, to have them reconnect that way should have happened a long time ago and yeah. should happen a lot more often. And and having Georgie and Maxie together this week and having an, basically an adult conversation, that was refreshing. The I problem thought, is okay, they're just they let sibling. the one good writer out? I mean, it's the one good writer gets to write this yeah. week. I mean, the thing is, they're all siblings, and that's nice and great. But what happened to the other family dynamic, the fathers, the aunts, the uncles? There's no connections with that anymore. Well, it's Nicholas sure doesn't have any except for Alexis. That's just sad. Well, where I mean, is they Alexis don't... in his life? You know yeah. what I mean? Well, Why she's dealing. She's battling life? cancer. Why? But has he visited there? her very much? Exactly. No, he hasn't. <clears throat> And why isn't he? You know, that's what General Hospital really seriously lacks right now are, A, umbrella storylines that do not involve Sunny, and Mm -hmm. B, um, interactions, what they call meaningless, but are reaffirming interactions between friends, family, and siblings. I mean, you you didn't enjoy those bar scenes when they had the four single ladies fantasizing over all those guys in there? Well, that was interesting. That was a nice one-time thing, but don't do it all the time. Oh, please. You know, like four women would, you know, I don't know. Just, it was kind of cheesy, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> well, speaking of making connections, and this is going to oh, be a goodness, really. You're getting really good. I know, and this is probably going to be a bad segue. Um, <laughs> we, would, we would like to give a shout out to Tyler Christopher, who recently made a romantic connection Aww. and got himself engaged. Aren't you cute? Is that a good segue or what? I'm getting good, good. At, I'm getting good at this. Now, He's a lucky pronounce bugger her name too. correctly, and I will give you a bozo button. Um, I will probably mangle it. I'm assuming it's Brian um, Pedigo. Brian mm-hmm. Pedigo. I didn't yeah. do half bad. You didn't do half bad. I'm so proud. Applause for me. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is um, a sports reporter. Um, she helps cover the uh, Final Four basketball tournament. Uh, she does some things for the Outdoor Channel, from what I understand. <coughs> she's a very lovely girl. Um, she's got dark hair and dark eyes and very pretty. And congratulations, Tyler. I hope you're very happy. And- Speaking of romance, Foxy, oh. did you by chance hear a large shout or yell of joy from Lisa up in Canada this past week? About? Well, I all of a sudden I was like, I was sleeping and I was woke by this terrible shout from Lisa when she discovered that Paul Michael Valley oh. is coming to Guiding Light. Oh, I love yeah. him. Thank yes. you. You know who he is. Oh. He's from another world. Oh, yes. He's Ryan from Ryan and Oh, Mickey. I know. <laughs> Talk about him. taking us back. My all-time favorite soap. Oh. That was my mom's favorite soap. That's very she long. She just aged one. us, Luke. She I, totally aged us. Hey, she's not that much younger than me. No, actually, I think I'm a year older than you, so. Oh, well, okay. She See, just I aged herself. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> oh, my mother's sitting there watching Another World and me getting into it with her. And my first super couple was... Brian and Vicky. Oh, so see, Ryan I always Paul loved. Michael Valley was coming to Guiding Light. My favorite soap. 
Yeah. It was it was the shriek heard round the world. Oh, absolutely. And he's going to be Reba's friend. A friend or quote-unquote friend? No, I think he's the next Cassie victim, to be really honest. Oh, come on. So. Well, I don't know why they didn't bring back the doctor from her cancer storyline. Those two Dr. had Mc... so much potential. Mm. Yeah. Dr. McBabe. Well, anyways, for you guys that don't know, Paul Michael Valley is coming to Springfield, coming to Guiding Light, December 14th, as Reva's new friend. Um, he briefly appeared in 2002 as Joel Silver for two or three episodes. I can't remember. He's also been on One Life to Live, but is best known for his portrayal of heroic, heroic cop Ryan Harrison. Okay, it's just completely side note. How great would it be if Mark Pinson showed up? Oh, for, on Guiding Light? Yeah, just as like to have those two back together. You hear another scream coming? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Oh, I just love him. You know, and then bring, you know... Um, I just um, thought of something. Mark, yeah, I know, the whole thing. Mark Pinson, Mark Pinson as a villain on Guiding Light would be Her. so great. Pinter, Pinter, sorry. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Pinter as a villain on Guiding Light as opposed to Jeffrey. He would make an excellent um, well, br- Philip Cass recast. Over. Well, bring Cass over, too. No, leave Cass, leave Cass there, but Mark Mark Pinter would make an excellent Philip recast. Oh, you can't say that to Guiding Light fans. No, no. I'm being pragmatic here. We're not getting the actor back. The only only Philip recast that I will accept is Hunt Block. That's it. (gasps) Oh, I like him. (laughs) (laughs) I know, we both go, woo! A chorus of oohs and ahs go up. I miss him. When he was on uh, As the World Turns, I I loved him as Craig. He was fabulous. On everything he's done, he's been fabulous. He's already been on Guiding Light as Ben Warren, Ross's brother. So a lot of people won't accept him as Philip. But, heck, we have Chris Kosicek on Days of Our Lives playing Roman. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? I love (laughs) Roman, too. So, yay. (laughs) So, well, we can talk about Guiding Light all day as you guys probably already know but um there's some news coming out of the guiding light camp um do you want to take that loop well okay i wasn't quite ready for this segue because usually you're the person who's all guiding light um well there is some stuff coming out on the 14th of december um john driscoll who plays coop and mandy bruno who plays the talented marina will be let's see here make sure i want to read this right um you you can actually enter to win a lunch with them by going to charitybuzz.com to enter the contest which benefits the new york cares which is a volunteer organization that supports over 850 diverse nonprofit agencies public schools and other deserving organizations throughout new york city's five boroughs um you can go to charitybuzz.com or for other more information you can go to nycares.org very well done. I'm so proud. It's it's I'm verbatim a script. I know. It's I'm an Oscar. It's away. an Oscar winning port. Beautiful. <laughs> we don't read cue cards here. We don't read cue cards. <laughs> that was beautiful. Luke. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, see, Foxy, see how much fun we have. Oh. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came in on this one? Okay, bigger news. What'd you say? My little study break is going well. (laughs) It's so nice that we could provide an entertaining um, diversion. Oh, you bet. Well, 
here's some more news out of the Guiding Light Camp. Um, I'm just going to touch on it briefly. As anyone that's not lived in a cave for the past year knows that in 2007, Guiding Light celebrates its 70th anniversary, 70th year on air. And they've and, already started advertising that at the end of the show. How great is that? <laughs> I know. It's been great with flashbacks from the first show. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't that's realize it was first, no. Show, yes. I downloaded it. <laughs> um, it's uh, Bill uh, and Bert Bauer with their son, Ed. And they're showing scenes from the first show. And um, then they're intermingling it with current, uh, including the Guiding Light episode from Marvel Comics, but we'll just leave that alone. Um, oh. <laughs> they're intermingling it, you know, celebrating the 70th year. And whether you love or hate this show, people, it's been on for 70 years. And that is a world record. That holds the, the No show in television history has been on for as long as Guiding radio Light. Radio history. Or radio That's history. Any kind of amazing. Air- isn't it 70 years? Though I will argue that it's possible that when um, Dick Clark dies and um, the guy from American Idol takes over, that show will last forever. <laughs> oh, don't start. <laughs> I really, oh, we're not going to get into Ryan Seacrest. Okay. Anyways. Um, that will be for another podcast. <laughs> yes. Gossipy <clears throat> podcast. Anyways, um, to celebrate their 70th year, um, they're basically doing it a pay it forward kind of theme for the year um there's going to be a lot of upcoming news events about charity auctions and they're going to go to the gulf coast to help rebuild um the gulf coast for after the hurricane katrina they're going to shut down production of the show for uh, a week and have the entire cast and crew go down to the gulf coast and help build and they're going to tape that they're going to film the cast and crew doing that um, instead of filming the week of the 70th anniversary. And then they're going to have special Valentine's Day shows. Um, you know, it's called Find Your Light, and um, it's basically doing good deeds and see how it pays forward. If you do one good deed and they do one good deed, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be a very interesting year. And well, I let's hope it happens. Uh, there's a lot of pay it forward so that it comes back to Guiding Light and it isn't canceled. Right. Well, Seeing all of these things coming out news-wise about the 70th year and seeing the um, advertisement, we have hope that it won't be canceled until hey, later. <laughs> no, never canceled. We do not want this canceled, canceled no. at all. Well, I don't know if we, we can do that, but you know what I mean? In our yeah. lifetimes then. Right, at least for a little while. So I, I'm very happy about that. And, you know, a lot of these soaps are doing what they can to advertise themselves. Or not in and, the case of all my children. Stop it. <laughs> We're never going to get an All My Children interview. Never. But that's okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay, but you're probably right. We'll never get one. <laughs> well, a lot of these soaps are advertising themselves and trying to do good deeds and, you know, trying to help their communities and make them better. And I, I really appreciate that about the actors and the, these soaps that do that. Well, speaking of trying to do new things, and, and here we go. Yes, there we go. I'm I'm getting good at this. Speaking of trying to do new things, those of you who um, watch as the world turns, in case you do not know, you can now download Gwen's new recording through iTunes. All you have to do is search for "Slide" by Jennifer Landon, and basically 
Pay 99 cents to download, and you can listen to the song of one of your favorite characters on the show. And it's great that they're embracing these opportunities. I mean, All My Children or ABC Soaps are doing it with the Christmas CD, and it's nice to see. And you you have to wonder how much of this revenue goes back to help support the shows, but you'd hope that all these other opportunities that these stars are taking advantage of that are promoted on the show, like the book or the song or the CD or whatever, would go back to help support the show and make it more financially viable. And you have to appreciate that they're trying to do it. Well, at least they're trying to cross over and and advertise themselves on different sites to different kind of people. So maybe they'll be interested and come over and maybe get their ratings up. And I think it's, it, you know, it could be a smart move. You don't know. So, um, I know that they're having a luncheon, aren't they? Aren't the, um, isn't the, as the world turns fan club aren't they having a luncheon as the world turn is having a fan com- club luncheon i was looking for the date and i just tried pulling it up right now but the music started playing really loud on my ear so in- <laughs> instead of having to deal with that p- folks you can check out official um a atwtfanclub.com um for all the specific dates but tentatively scheduled to appear are April martha 21st uh, martha Byrne as lily and michael park as jack and other scheduled people to appear are Alan Dolan as Margot, um, Terry, and I'm going to mispronounce this, um, Colombino as Katie, right. Eileen Fulton as Lisa, Elena um, Goody as Jade, Jeffrey Meek as Craig, Zach Rorig as Casey, Jesse Lee Sofer as Will, and Marie Wilson. Now, speaking of Jade, we <laughs> ha- folks, we have found an endangered species. And they uh, live far, far away, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> We can't hunt you down with pitchforks and fire and uh, torches. Thank God there's a border between us. Yeah, we we have well, maybe a foxy. They can only live in that kind of environment. That <laughs> might explain it. Foxy is a jade fan. So uh-huh. enlighten us, my dear friend, as to why you like jade. Because oh. it is uncomprehendable to me. <laughs> well, or let's see. I don't know. I think just because she's different from all the other little teen twits on the show. Teen twits. Teen twits. You mean to tell me that you like her better than Maddie or Gwen? Oh, for sure. What? Oh, God, no. I don't, no, let's not gang up on her. I really, I am really interested in this. Not entirely. I'm just saying she's different, and I like that that she's different. I don't, plus the fact that they're sort of writing everybody else in a little different corner, and I haven't watched the show enough. Like, I've been away from the show for a while, but I still like her. I liked her when she came on. I like her still now, so. Well, vanilla ice cream with mustard is different. It doesn't mean you enjoy it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Mr. Ooh, Nasty. looks on tonight. Did you Fire. take some of my flu medicine? That must um, be it. I must be high off your NyQuil. <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, um, taking a page from Luke's book there, um, I can see where she thinks Luke Jade is different and how refreshing that would be. <clears throat> she's coming from but and plus she is a different actress compared to all the others you know i have to just put the color up to it but she's not a nice little pretty white actress that's exactly she, what i was going to say well she's speaking curly you know she's got beautiful curly hair and she's yes. got the beautiful skin blah 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 but i still want to punch her right in the face which makes her a really good character because she's not the good girl she's the bad girl and that's really good I like well that. It, it will be. Have, I don't know if either of you have read it or not, um, Lisa. I told Foxy about it earlier, but um, I'm not sure if you know about Lisa. But have you heard the rumor about the possibility of the fact that 
Jade could end up being James Stenbeck's oh, yeah. child. Uh, that's been that's going around for a while. Via either Bonnie or Je- or Jessica. Okay. Uh, yeah. I will say this. If they can bring back the actress who played Bonnie, I wouldn't care if she was Jade's mother because that actress is one of my all-time favorite, like literally up there, literally up there with Greenlee, almost equal to and (gasps) almost as hot. I mean, that, those two were, they were on during the same time on their respective shows and I tuned in specifically for them. I agree. I liked I liked Bonnie Bonnie at the time. She was amazing. I don't know where and, she went or why she left, but we need her back. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I want Jessica back on as a full blown character, not in the I background. Want role. I can see why we would want Jessica back, and I would love to have her back. But we're never going to get her back as long as she's part of a hit primetime show. That's True. not going to happen. I mean, we have to accept the realities of that. So, are you suggesting a recast then? No, I'm not suggesting a recast. Oh, I take, ooh, I'm suggesting that we enjoy the few opportunities that we get to see her and enjoy them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm I just agree. suggesting if they went with the recast, they might have an opportunity to have a full time role for the character altogether. That might even but be a little bit better. But I would argue that it's not that we enjoy the 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 character. So much as we enjoy the actress's portrayal of the character, therefore you cannot separate the two. What I really miss is uh, Jessica and Margot's little friendship. You don't see too much of that very much anymore. No, I miss that. True. Um, well, that's sort of what's happened when you fall in like, love with the same man. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad story. Bad story. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't like the fact that, that I like happen. Jade. And I know, Luke, you also don't like that I like Meg, too. I really like Meg. Yeah. Oh, come on. Do you have to get me started on that? Yes. <sighs> I like Meg. I like Meg. I think she's beautiful. I think she's talented. I think she's hot with Craig. Go ahead, explode. <laughs> but she is... I just like her. She's so and when you balloon. Com- yeah, so. and when you compare her character to when she was first on, to yes. when... You know, when she is now, she's a totally different she, character, and I love it. She has a backbone, and mm-hmm. she, I really like her, too. Um, I like it when she, I like it she ripped Paul a new one. I was like, yeah, it's about time. Well, Paul deserves what he gets, I will yes, admit he that. Does. Paul's, oh. ugh, Paul deserves Emily. So, anyways. <laughs> Don't well, even get started on Paul and that character. Uh, Paul's been ruined. Oh, it's yes. just—it's just a disaster. The the man. problem is, I love Roger Howard so much. I followed him too as World Turns because he played Tom Manning on One Life to Live, right. and I really miss him. I miss Todd. I miss oh, the Trevor St. John is so much better. Kiss my butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He is no Todd. He's no Todd Manning. Okay. He is a fake Todd. Can I can I voice my opinion on this one? Yes. Um, because I'm caught in the middle there. I would have agreed with Luke 100% until two months ago. The last two months, I have not been feeling it. It's like he's phoning it in. He has and never been Todd Manning. Face it, he never has been. When they got rid of the scars, everything, no, he is not Todd Manning. And the real Todd Manning is menacing. He is menacing. He's got that overpoweringness that everybody, even Blair, was scared of him. This guy, he's a wimp. He can't even stand up to Blair anymore. He is not oh, I know. Todd Manning. Well, see, I'm hoping that'll change this week because he, uh, well... Spoiler alert, he kidnaps Spencer yeah. and, like, tortures him to tell him where his son is. Which and is I'm an attempt to try Todd's to make... coming back. Which What'd is an say? attempt. It's an attempt, but I don't think right. he'll go full-blown. Well, we'll if it see. was the real I'm Todd... give him the chance. If it was a real Todd, he, Spencer would be freaked out and exactly. he would not Spencer be able to recover. Spencer would be a puddle on the floor. I agree yes. with that. That's yeah. what has made me so mad. Because this is not Todd. It yeah. used to be Todd. I yeah. really liked Trevor. 
And yeah. now I'm like, where's Todd? Which is what I, I miss about Roger Howarth, because he brought an intensity to the Todd Ratmanny role. Oh, come on. If they if they had oh. wanted to bring the intensity to the role of Paul like he did with to Todd, I could maybe agree with that. But t- Paul now is so bland, it's not even funny. Oh, that geez. I blame on the writing, too. Well, if Grayson McCooch was Paul, I don't think it would be that way. I think he was a better Paul than Roger. Roger would have been a better Dusty, in my view. That's just yeah. how I think they should switch roles. <laughs> the part of Dusty will now be played by. <laughs> you know, I think it's they could totally do it, too. Banded him up like everybody else. They seem to be doing that nowadays. We go. Everybody's up, a And then now. reveal the next week. Okay, yay. We <laughs> yeah, got I... Philip badged up. We can do it again with these guys. <laughs> well, spe- speaking of extremely hot topics, we had a, oh, an extremely hot topic in our forums this last week. Those of you who have not visited our forums, they are tvfanonline.com slash forums. We have it for all the soaps and your favorite primetime shows as well. So drop by those and post. We'd love to have you. I had a breakthrough moment this past week over one of my favorite characters, on Young and the Restless. <laughs> and it's one of those moments where it's like the clouds of heaven open and a light shines down on you. It's, and God barfs on it, you. It is so brilliant because <laughs> once I realized this, it was like, this is going to make total sense. It makes perfect sense. You can see that the writers have been setting this up for probably months now. I have one question for you before you get started. What are you smoking and where can I get it? Thank you. I love her. Can okay. Her Just let me finish here. <laughs> the the this past week I f- finally realized what the powers that be are doing with Gloria. In a previous podcast and after the show podcast that we put out, we discussed Gloria quite in depth. Obviously, Lisa Lisa hates Gloria. I <laughs> love her. But we we were debating the topic of families and which roles were going to be taken over, and we discussed the d- death of the chancellors, and we discussed how they were turning the Fisher-Baldwin family into the, ne- the third um, dynasty family. This week, it hit me, and I have not seen this anywhere in line, and I've asked other people if they've seen this theory, and they have said no. But what I realized is, Young and the Restless is not going to be setting up Gloria Fisher and the Fisher um, Baldwin families as the third family by getting rid of the chancellors, they're going to make them the chancellors. This whole thing with, um, with, oh, all of a sudden my name, her name's no, not Jill or mother, Catherine Catherine, having all these memories and how they're building up the relate, the, the feud between Gloria and Jill people mark my words. And I might be wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. But Gloria Fisher is either going to end up being Jill's twin, or she is going to end up being Catherine's real daughter. In which case, it's going to mean that Catherine, or that Gloria, is going to inherit all that Chancellor money. She's going to finally be able to kick Jack's ass to the floor. And we're going to watch things like scenes like you would not believe and it's going to make the the michael and kevin grandchildren of katherine chancellor who michael's already working with her and it's it's brilliant it's pure brilliant and in the forums this week everybody was discussing it and it was one of the hottest topics we had in the forums this past week foxy would you like to take this one Again, where can I get it? I, I, I don't know. Oh. I don't watch the show that much, but I just I, I don't I don't see 
where you're getting this. I don't know. I'm just out of it. I, well, it better be David Chow, the the Vincent Irizarry character that's coming on. It better be him that's the love lost kid. Because if it's Gloria, I have beautiful hair. I do not want to yank it out by its roots, but I will if <laughs> Gloria becomes a chancellor. That is ridiculous and stupid and annoying mm-hmm. that she has to infiltrate Every freaking story on this. I show. think it would be better if they did bring on a new character to be the guy than to have her. And that is that is completely possible. I mean, they have the she has alluded to having a male a, a, a son, but it's what I would, would. But based on the clues and things, I'm wondering if it's not possible that Gloria could be Catherine's real daughter, and that if they do bring on a son, it could be a younger brother. Because mm-hmm. if if you think about it. Michael and Vincent Irizarry sort of have similar appearance. So th- those two, as uncle and nephew, even though they might be similar in age, do sort of look alike. Mm-hmm. I think not enough I, cold medicine in this world. I think, I think it's a theory that bears m- m- taking note of, because, if, uh, because it's one of those things where the writer, I think the writers are headed that way, and I might be wrong, but I, it's probably I the best theory either. to explain the Catherine Chancellor storyline right now that I've seen. Well, I don't think you're wrong. I just hate it if it's true. If it's true, it's, it's just the most blatant rewrite of history. Because Gloria does not need to be one of the centers of this stupid show. You know, she needs to be a peripheral character at best. She's a weak character. She is spineless. She is... Icky. <laughs> Every I time don't she comes mind on the screen. I just want to rip my eyeballs out. I don't mind her in small doses. That's all I have to say. Well, that's exactly it. If she has to be on, put her in a peripheral kind of yes. thing and make me root for her. Do not shove her in every storyline mm-hmm. and make her go up against the Abbots of all people, because it's making me hate her more. Because until she admits what she did with this whole face cream of death. I, I won't like her. I can't like her. That Which leads great. us to our next topic of. The view once again. Would you like to us enlighten us on the couch oh, jumping the view again? Oh, so much fun to watch it now because it's such an utter disaster. I swear, I think everybody that goes on there drinks the limoncellos like Danny did. Uh, James Brolin, who uh, is better known as Barbara Streisand's husband, was on this week, and um, Mr. Streisand. Mr. Streisand was on this week, and they were talking about how. Barbara just loves him and how they're constantly touching each other, which I don't want to talk about. But um, then he started jumping up and down on, her, on their couch, you know, <laughs> saying how much he loved her, all of Tom oh. Cruise. I know. And I'm thinking, does everybody have to be drunk to do this show? <laughs> well, it makes you wonder, is he trying to revive his career to be, I don't know, it's so weird. Well, heck, I'd be, I'd be happy to live off Barbara for a while. You know, is this 15 minutes so of many. fame off so nice trying to keep it going? Oh, my God. People are forgetting me. I don't know. Well, well, one person that people won't forget is Rosie, and um, oh, and yeah. and she's not drunk. If the rumors about her taking a, uh, becoming one of the lead stars of Nip Tuck are true, that's just weird. Well, have you did you see her character on Nip Tuck, the no. supporting character? Pure oh, brilliance. Oh, oh, it was pure oh. brilliance. I have that scene of of what's the character's name? I don't remember Christian? the character. Oh, Christian. Yeah, uh, diddling. Um, gosh, what was wrong? That's not the brilliant Sean. part. We try and overlook that, that part. Everything else has been in my memory forever. <laughs> everything else about it was pure brilliance. That wasn't. Yeah, but it, it was so bad. <laughs> but if she ends up going there for a full season, it'll be very interesting to see what comes to the um, hosting well, of the View, or if she'll do them both. Well, Jolie Richardson 
the uh, the really pretty blonde lady on Nip Tuck. Uh, why is she leaving for a year? Do you know? I don't know. Well, she's leaving, probably like maternity leave or something. I have no idea. Well, they're talking about bringing Rosie on to replace her during that year as Dawn Budge. Well, that's what, she's. She it's. it's I th- yeah, I think her name was Dawn. Yeah, I don't remember the name exactly. She'll be the owner of the plas- of a plastic surgery center. To I think that plastic surgery their their medical center goes through more owners than Christian does bedmates. I mean, it's Ew. just getting ridiculous. <laughs> gross. Well, it's true. But yeah, it's just true. So I think Rosie doing that, and she admitted what this week that she's only signed on to the View for a year, which I did not know. I thought that was very interesting that she said. That. Oh, they'll have her back with the ratings. Well, she was probably smart in doing it because of the fact that she will be able to ask for more money because right. the ratings are up. Oh yeah, because it's such an utter disaster to watch, <laughs> and it's a fun disaster if that makes sense. I, I, I'm watching just to see what's going to go wrong next. So. Well, I just got to wonder if the whole Danny DeVito thing—it wasn't just one big fluke—and now they're like, "Oh, what can we do now to keep it going?" Oh, that—that's oh, my theory. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I like that. See, she should always be on. <laughs> she should be a special featured guest star. Foxy. Hey, I am I am more than interested in looking into having on our columnists as regulars on these podcasts, and that's what we're trying to figure it out. Me, Foxy. <laughs> no, I'm not planning on getting rid of anyone. Once again, it's not a matter of that. It's just a matter of Only they bring new dynamics to it and make it so that we have to be on our toes. Because obviously, right. Foxy shook things up today. We're thirteen. This is what the fourteenth or 15th this recording awesome. and she, she's shaking things up she's keeping us on our toes things will oh, you'll, yeah. listeners will always have a great podcast to listen to as long as we have new and interesting topics and opinions from a variety of people and that's what we're trying to do is provide a high quality podcast for the listeners to enjoy well sucking well. up are you <clears throat> keep sucking up and sucking up and sucking up yeah just the, the basic fact is i rock and that's all there is to it oh. so there you go now like someone it. may just be getting a little bit too big for the britches oh i'm getting like rosie yeah? uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i will not let you become the rosie o'donnell this podcast i'm telling you that now okay, okay well i'm gonna step in here and uh introduce our new segment so luke why don't you do that we have we have we recently have gotten some feedback from you, the listeners, which we are always interested in, and we are looking to start featuring who our performer of the week is, either Lisa or myself or both of us. And this this week it's going to be just Lisa, who's going to tell us about who she thought was the performer of the week, and we are also wanting to start featuring a quote of the week. So, what we want is for you, the listeners, to write in with your fe- their, your performer of the week in let's say 200 words or less. Tell us why a certain character, actress, storyline is your thing of the week. We will read it on the email. We will read it on the podcast. Also, if you have a quote of the week from a favorite star, character. What, whoever it may be, whatever it may be, email it in. We will read those on the podcast. We really want to develop an in, um, an interactive dynamic with you, the listener, and we believe that this will pr- give you more of an opportunity to have your voice here because we, of course, love to discuss all this stuff, but we need to keep things interesting, and you, the listeners, do that by emailing us as you do each and every day. So without further ado, Lisa, why don't you tell us who your Performer of the Week is? Okay, and... When I talk about this, if you want to add anything, Luke, I would love to hear it because I know that you probably agree with my performer of the week. Um, there was a lot of good performances this week, but this one's really a hands-down kind of award. That my performer of the week 
week is Susan Flannery from Bold and the Beautiful. We play God, Stephanie has this been a great week on Bold and the Beautiful. And folks, we're going to be discussing Bold and the Beautiful overall more in depth in another podcast, but it's been I mean, great this week. She's been great this week, and I know next week's going to be just as good, so I'm glad that we're discussing that next week. But she confronted her mother this week about um, the physical abuse she suffered at the hands of her father and how her mother never stepped in. And her scenes with Betty White and Allie Mills as her sister Pamela um, were, it was jaw-dropping, heartbreaking, riveting. I I don't like Bone the Beautiful, I'll be honest. But this week, I it's the one soap opera I was desperate to see the next episode of. Um, Stephanie played her vulnerability, uh, her toughness, her her lack of love i mean all of it just came shining through she she's never felt love she's never felt safe she's never felt protected and, and explained so much about the character it really did and i i usually hate rewrites like this but this one works it just works and i love it and and I, you know a second uh, honorable mention to Allie mills who plays the sister um pamela she was so good how she she crumbled. Honorable she mention to just her? Betty well, White. I'm getting oh. to Betty White. I'm getting there. Chill out. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'll let you take the Betty White one, okay? Uh, but, oh, Allie Mills, how she kind of just stood back and let the let Betty and Susan just play off each other. And her expressions in the background just broke my heart. And how she went to her sister and said, could I have done anything? I'm sorry. And she broke into tears. And Stephanie embraced her and said, no, you were just a kid. It's not up to you to protect me. It was up to my mother. And she shot this look of hatred at her mother. And Betty White just stiffened. And her face dropped like all facade was gone. I mean, Betty White rocked those scenes. And people who did not think Betty White had it in her, you're wrong. Oh, Betty White is an amazing actress. Susan Flannery just, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Bold and the Beautiful would be absolutely stupid to not have Betty White on a reoccurring contract once this whole storyline comes together. If If they know what's good for them, they will take and have bring her back once or twice a year or maybe three or four times a year in a Bianca style or and have her appear at holidays and things once this whole thing is settled down once they finally make up I mean how great would it be to see next year Betty White at the Forrester family for Christmas well if they can get her of course because you know I I would be willing to bet is the people who I've talked to Mm -hmm. uh, people are People who don't normally DVR or TiVo Bold and the Beautiful are doing so because they hear oh, yeah. Betty White's on it. I would be willing to bet that once when we see the ratings for this week, oh. the ratings are going to take a boost. And I think that Bold and the Beautiful will be able to more than afford to be able to bring her back. And speaking of affording stuff on Bold and the Beautiful, is it just me or is the jet, the Forrester jet a fancier set than the entire thing of Guiding Light? <laughs> well, we were talking about this earlier about how Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless have just such excellent quality of sets and direction and film, and then you go to Guiding Light and it's like a, a high school play, and it's not fair. Well, spend some money, spread the wealth. Come on. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what Guiding Light would have if they had Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful filming and direction Her budget? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, that was you know she. We'll go back to the original subject. 
uh, Susan Flannery rocked it this week. She's my performer of the week. She's going to win the Emmy for these scenes that she had this week. Uh, we'll see about that. I don't we'll necessarily see. agree we'll with see, you on that. We'll see, but I think it's hers to lose. So that's just my personal opinion. And are we going to do quote of the week, too? Why don't you? Okay, it's from the same show. <laughs> this is amazing, folks. You have no idea how much I have to try and get to pull Lisa's leg or arm to try and get her to watch this show. Now I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what I love so much is that Bold and Beautiful focused on Stephanie. It didn't have any of these peripheral nothing storylines to interrupt. They just let Stephanie go. And I really like that. And her quote of the week was when um, after Eric supported her and they were kind of reconnecting and he was comforting her after uh, her confrontation with her mother, she said, you know, can we get back to forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, I'm on forgiveness all- autopilot i will always forgive you and she looks at him quirky and he goes she goes well just don't marry brooke again (laughs) and he says i'll try not to (laughs) that is so classic oh and another one when he said well am i going to get laid tonight and she goes you're such a typical man i thought (laughs) you know who wrote these scenes It was a really good light moment. He was obviously trying to lighten the atmosphere with her after having such an emotionally draining scene with her mother. And I thought it was great. I love Stephanie and Eric this week. So congratulations, Bull and the Beautiful. You got two of my awards this week. Well, and before we go, we got a quick couple news articles left to cover that we just want to mention in brief. Um, if you are a Passions fan, be looking forward to Christmas time because a Marianne Mullerline, if I'm pronouncing that right, I do apologize if I'm not, will be returning as the quite well semi-psychotic end of the character that she portrays. <laughs> um, we'll see if she's actually. Um, carrying an axe this time i believe also didn't passions just um win some type of an award they did what was oh, that? the hottest latin bachelor or something like that yeah M- miguel lopez fitzgerald who uh, used to be portrayed that... by the guy who was on desperate housewives as the uh, gardener now it's mm-hmm. adrian bellani He's been named one of the 25 hottest Latin bachelors by Singular Wireless. So yeah, and people, <laughs> they <won an> award. <laughs> I pay, and people in Espanol magazine. Oh yeah, well yeah, them too. <laughs> and it's more li- more Lily. That's how you say her name. Oh well, leave it up to me to butcher her name. Well, it's not exactly the most. It's not Smith. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty hard name. So. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else to cover. As always, as always, folks, you can find us on MySpace. Add us to your friends by going to t- uh, myspace.com slash tvfanonline. Add a friend. Tell us you've heard us on the podcast. We more than want to know about it. Um, drop by the forums. As always, we have a great group of people. We always want to hear your comments. We have posts in the forums about each of the podcasts. So if you have anything you've listened to here and you want to discuss, drop by the forums. As always, check out the greatest and best daytime opinion, fan-based opinion columns on the internet, of which Foxy writes one, Stalking mm-hmm. Our Salem, or Stalking yep. Salem on Days of she Our Lives. Great one. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Thank Lisa. always fun, guys. Oh, most definitely. As always, Lisa writes In Tempo, which is a great All My Children column. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, she's had a classic already in um, The Woman That Ate Pine Valley. I believe oh, that was the it. name. <laughs> I believe that was the name. It, it's my babe hate rant. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's proven quite popular. I mean, oh yes, I've had to, I've had to send it to different websites 
How scary is that? That's how many people hate babe. <laughs> and once again, it's not Alexa, it's the character. It's the character. But, well, that's it for this week. I've hoped you've enjoyed our special guest, Foxy. We, of She's course, want fabulous. to have you oh. back again. Yes. Thank you, guys. So, until next week, that's it from us at TV Fan Online and Daytime Confidential. Have a good one. Bye-bye, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.